Americans, Americans, my fellow Americans. I, w I do want to say one last message to my fellow Americans. <laughs> we have to get it together. We have to get it together. We have to learn different countries. We're not the center of the world. Please. Just like, don't embarrass us. I don't embarrass you. I open the map. Please. Hello, and thank you for joining us again. Welcome to another episode of the Asian Narrative Podcast, where we talk about important matters, including identity, culture, and societal issues, all in relation to being Asian in the West. My name is Satoko, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts Asaki and Lin. And today is a special episode because we are joined by a special guest. In this episode, we will be talking all things geography, about the Asian continent, and talking about similarities and differences of the culture and the perceptions and the stereotypes with those other continents. So we hope you enjoy. I need to be cognizant of that it's very late for Lynn and very early uh, Lynn for Sotoko. Oh no, okay. it's okay. Because yeah. I, was, I was dancing, I was trying to get my energy up, and then Asaki was staring at me like, Damn, Satoko just woke up. Lynn <laughs> is about to go to sleep. Calm down, Daniel. And I'm like, okay. No, it's Anyways. okay. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. We're used to um, it. So welcome to today's podcast um, episode. It was a really difficult one to come up with a title for, so I don't really know what the theme is yet complete or like the title would be completely, but we're going to be talking about geography and culture um, because Asia is such a big continent and it has loads and loads of different languages that we've spoken about before and also culture. But today we have a special guest. Um, we have a number one fan. No, I'm joking. Actually, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> You're not joking. Um, <laughs> Dan Palomeke, which I hope I said right, um, who has joined us today. And we'll be talking about like kind of comparisons between Asia and South America as a continent and like what are some similarities, differences, what like assumptions do we have? Um, and I thought, like or we thought it was a very good opportunity to also kind of look at different perspectives on Asia as well so before we get started though um Dan I know you I've met you before but mm -hmm. I think there is also someone that you haven't met before so and also for the listeners if you could give us like a very quick um self-introduction <clears throat> okay I can do that Hello, uh, Satoko Lin. My name is Daniel Palomeke. I was born in New Jersey, born and raised in northern New Jersey, right? Um, New York City metropolitan area. Uh, my family's from Honduras, very little, you know, it's a small country in Central America. And I grew up, I don't know, I grew up, some of my early childhood memories have been from Honduras. Um, so I have a pretty unique perspective of living in the city, in San Pedro Sulas, living in a farm. Um, sorry, by the way, for trying to have some sort of newscaster voice in the beginning. That's not how I actually talk. Um, anyways, yeah, so I don't know. I'm 23. I recently graduated uh, from Lehigh University. I graduated with a degree in civil engineering and environmental studies. And, uh, hmm. I'm very interested in geography. I had this one AP human geography class in high school 
And I think that's what really kicked off my interest in different countries and different cultures and just like learning and I don't know, just trying to immerse myself in any way that I can with different, with different countries, with different peoples, connecting heart to heart. So yeah, mm. that's a little bit about me. Lynn, Thank nice. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lynn, do you want to introduce? Well, we know who you are. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you should know who I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lynn, Dan, Dan, Lynn. Um, unfortunately, nice we're you. all kind of Lovely to meet overseas. You, still because of the pandemic but um yeah i think we can have a really wholesome conversation about this as well and yeah so the first thing i want to ask actually is one thing that i had difficulty when coming up with um the title is mm-hmm. south like is it south america is it latin america is it mm. like the mm. southern hemisphere because i think that's kind of one of the, I guess, similarities you could maybe call it is like Asia. Is it like East Asia, Southeast? Mm-hmm. It depends on like if what country you're talking about, right? So, exactly. for you, Dan, yeah. like, would you consider, like, if you were to introduce yourself like you did now, would you say that you were mm-hmm. from South America or Latin America, or how would you prefer to kind of say? Yeah, well, thank you for asking, Satoko. Uh, I would prefer, <laughs> I would like to be, I don't know, I guess I introduced myself as Hispanic, right, or Latino. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, Honduran American, I feel like that's a newer one that I've been using, right, trying to, trying to see how I fit in, in the, in the scheme of it all, especially as, uh, you know, growing up in the United States, right, how do I fit in into all of this? So, Honduran American, I feel like that's how I would identify now. Um Mm-hmm. So it, it is pretty interesting in terms of, I guess, like the different regions, right? So you were talking about Southeast Asia and East Asia. Uh, and there's also Central Asia and South Asia yeah. and Southwest Asia, which is, you know, more commonly known as the Middle East. So in Latin America, which I feel like encompasses all of the Spanish Spanish speaking countries, and also, not even Spanish-speaking countries, but also, uh, I guess, some of the love languages, right? Uh, mm-hmm. For example, the Francophone countries in the Caribbean, such as Haiti, uh, Brazil, right? Portuguese uh, in South America. But I guess, in terms of in my perspective, I would say that there's three pretty large regions, uh, which people identify with most. That would be South America, Central America, and also the Caribbean. Right. So the Caribbean culture, I feel like that encompasses, you know, a big portion of what's a, or people identify with Caribbean culture and people identify as being South American and Central America. Yeah, I would say that Mexico doesn't really identify with South America. I, I don't want to say mm, I don't want to get people angry, but I, I would say that Mexico, they, they might just identify themselves as Mexican. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very prideful um, and- people. Yeah. Not even Central American. Not, not really. No, I don't think mm. so. Uh, I might be wrong. Um, mm. I, from my experience, I don't think so. I just say Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really interesting. And I think it's a really good topic um, to talk about because there are so many similarities, I guess, because each continent is like, I mean, Asia, South America or um, South America, Africa is like way bigger than Europe. Or like just North yeah. America, right? Um, but they're also very 
different because I I feel like in some cases, in some ways, those continents like Africa and South America are a lot more homogenous than Asia, mm. uh, whether it's shared religion, shared language mm. or love language, like you said, um, or culture. But we will get into that in a little bit more yeah. detail. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I, I actually have a question. I have a question for Dan, actually. So, you know, when you, you were saying, like, you currently identify yourself as American Honduras or Honduras uh-huh. American, what was it? What, whatever order it Honduran is. Honduran American. Yeah, yeah. Honduran yes, American. that one. Um, <laughs> so, like, how has that changed over the years and mm-hmm. what you identify as? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I feel like when I was listening to, you know, the, the very first episode of Asian Narrative Project, I'm a big fan, by the way. Satoko, number one fan. Number one. Um, when, fan. <laughs> and then and Satoko was sort of introducing the whole thing in terms of her trying to what's it called? I guess like trying to find how she fits into all of it, right? Being raised in Holland, am I is is that correct? Holland, yeah. right? Being of Japanese descent. Um I feel like I have a lot that that's something that's similar, I feel like with first generations people right? That are first generation in different countries, but, you know, their origins are of another country. So, for example, when I grew up in Honduras, people would see me as American. They'd see me, they call me gringo, right? I say gringo. I say, you know, <laughs> and, but I was like two, three years old, uh, mind you, like, keep this in mind that I was two, three years old. I didn't know any English. My first language was Spanish, and they would see me as gringo, American, right? And I think it might be just, uh, I don't know, I I feel like it's a human, I I feel like it's a, what's the word I'm trying to look for? It's, it's, it's a, I think it's a human instinct to other people, to other people, Mm -hmm. right? So when I'm with my family, a lot of times they'll be like, oh, he's American, he's gringo, right? And then when I grew up in the United States, knowing no English, right, they would see me as Mexican, because <laughs> they, they they didn't know what Honduras was, they just be like, "Oh, he's Spanish speaking. He's uh, Mexican, right?" So, I don't know. Growing up, I had a lot of issues trying to identify myself because I'd always get othered, right? Even in even in middle school and in high school, uh, when I was hanging out with my, you know, my Hispanic friends and black friends, they would see me as white, right? Because I was in honors classes, I was, you know, getting good grades. And I guess that means that you're white. Or, you know, I'd, I spoke more, I don't know, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess I spoke well, I spoke, you know, proper, properly with grammar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so they would uh, see me as white. And then when I was in my, you know, honors classes, which it was like, just me and a bunch of white folks, they would see me as you know, Mexican. <laughs> yeah, Mexican. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Did I answer your question? I forgot what your question was, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, over the years, how has your like identity kind of changed and what mm-hmm. you identify yourself as? So yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like definitely recently, I've been trying to, I don't know, just get into deeper connection with my Honduran roots right? I feel like my Spanish was kind of shaky growing up. And now I prefer to speak in Spanish when I'm with my family, when I'm with, you know, or like with people who I know speak Spanish, I will try to speak to them in Spanish and just trying to connect back to those roots, 
of Honduras, right? Trying to connect back with that culture. Um, and I feel like I've, I feel like definitely recently I've been trying to connect with that, but also trying to connect with how I fit in in the United States. Because I also see myself as very American, not very American, hmm. but, you know, trying to fit in, try, trying to balance that, those two different, the, what's it called, the dichotomy of being American and also offline, you know, roots. Yeah, so I've got some questions for not just Dan, but for everyone. Um talking about this topic um so i guess like the first thing is kind of when you hear the word asia like what countries come to mind or like what's the first thing that springs into mind um for example like when i hear asia i because i'm from japan like i immediately think of east asia is asia mm. as like encompassing mm -hmm. asia but i tend to forget about like the Middle East also being Asia or like the Caucasus like Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan also being Asia um, oh, the main nice. things I would say is like East Asia or Southeast Asia so or maybe even certain countries spring into mind but for you guys like what are the first things that spring into mind when someone says Asia or when someone talks um, about Asia I think um I've really noticed um, when you say Asia to Americans is very different to what people in Britain think what Asia kind of like represents. Mm. So like Asia mm. in Britain, like, you know, when you fill in like forms and you've got to pick your like ethnicity kind of like, you know, these mm. options that they kind of list. <clears throat> so they would list like, you know, Asian, like Caucasian and stuff, and they'll kind of like break it down a little bit. Yeah. And I realized under like Asia, they have it as like mostly like South Asians. So, like in Britain, it's kind of more focused around like South Asians, and it probably is to do with like the whole past with like colonization mm -hmm. um, with the UK with like South Asian countries. So it would come under like India, Bangladeshi, Pakistani, etc., and etc. But um, but then like if you look at east or southeast asians or just like that region in general it's just chinese and then others so i would actually always have to tick i would always have to tick other and write Vietnamese. yeah so i've been othered as well um but when i've realized like americans when they well i you could you guys could also correct me if i'm wrong but what i've noticed is when they when you say asians to americans they would actually more think about like east asians kind of um rather than south asians but yeah that's so yeah again as well when um, Satoko was saying when you think of Asia in, in my personal opinion I do like obviously identify as Vietnamese so I think of like oh yeah Asia Vietnamese and I like suddenly get interested I'm like what what do you want to talk about Asia I'm here <laughs> <laughs> um mm. but then obviously you get this whole like societal um you know vision of like they think of Asia and they think of China just Chinese mm. kind of thing as well um, I guess that whole tick box thing kind of proves that, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's my views on the word Asia. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you guys? <laughs> I feel like well, the tick box thing in America would be like, you know, Chinese, South Korean, Japanese for yeah. us. And I feel like that's my vision. That's like the first like three countries that comes to mind when I hear Asia. But then when I think more, you know, Southeast Asia and all these other countries come into mind. But I feel like those three are like the main. And then within those three, China is like the main one, you know, considered as like the big Asian country. 
in the U.S. At yeah. least from my perspective. Especially mm-hmm. now, you know, especially you know, with with what's been going on recently, uh, I don't even think people know how to pronounce it correctly. I think everyone's just saying, mm-hmm. you know, pronouncing it as a uh, former president would pronounce it, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, you know, China's is the first one that comes to mind just because of you know what's been in the news and what's uh, I don't know. I just just fear mongering here in the United States, right? Mm-hmm of uh chinese and you know communism and and whatnot but i don't know when i what what happened oh my gosh i don't even (laughs) want to bring up this bring up this story it's so embarrassing but i will do it anyways uh so this is actually (laughs) for content for content (laughs) for content for the good content yeah uh so he's not gonna listen to this podcast (laughs) he, he might i will i will i will let him know so you can listen to just this one section of this podcast Um, I'll play it for him. Anyways, when I came back from Japan, right, when I came back from Japan, I was talking, there's a, well, I work construction. Let's start with that. I've been working construction with my dad since I was 14, right, during the summers and et cetera. And so I was working with Chung, which is my, he's he's one of my coworkers, right? And we're going into the city, New York City, to, I think we're doing a bathroom remodel, something like that. Anyways, besides the fact. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I'm talking to him about my experience about Japan, and I'm just like enamored with Japan. I'm like, wow, I love Japan, the bikes, you know, the transportation, everybody's so healthy, the food. Oh my gosh, Ichiran was so amazing. Um, yes, yes. All right, let's it's just amazing. talk about Ichiran. Let's just talk about Ichiran now. Anyways. Yeah, anyways, and, and I'm like talking, like I'm talking of Japan, right? It's, it's specifically Tokyo, right? Because that's the only place that I visited. And he was looking at me. He's like, oh, nice, awesome. Like, and then he was trying, I think he was asking me something about the location of Japan. And he was like, so Japan's like a state in China, right? And I looked at him. <laughs> and when he told me this, and I, and I, was, I, I looked at him. For like a good moment, right? And I was driving. I could have gotten into an accident for, you know, for how long I was looking at this man. And he just told me that Japan was a, a state, a part of China. And I, I, I was just so confused. I wanted to stop the car and just walk back home, just leave him there. Um, but <laughs> to think about, to think about his actions. <laughs> yes. yes, to punish him. Oh my gosh. It was, it was so, it was so crazy to me. But then again, uh, keep in mind, Chung, a little bit more about him. He only, I think he only, I don't, I don't think, no, he didn't even make it a high school, right? So I don't think he learned geography. I don't think so. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and that's why I didn't stop the car and just walk back home. I gave him. (laughs) I feel like even if he did go to high school, the education is so bad. Like Mm. you know, like geography education, like geographical education is so bad. Like Mm -hmm. people don't know. Especially in America, people don't know what's out there other than America, like isn't, where everything's located yeah. and how everything are. Isn't that a stereotype about America? Is that we're bad at yeah, geography? I've, that we think I've we're the center of the world? As a, I've heard <laughs> that as a stereotype. One sec. <laughs> but I think, yeah, yeah, like I think that's a really good point that you both, uh, all of you made sorry. about like um, how other people kind of see Asia but also like the tick boxes Mm -hmm. that you get and I Mm -hmm. think these are Mm -hmm. down to either you know societal 
um, assumptions or economic assumptions or like political assumptions. I'm really interested to know like where you learned like about this geography, mm. like said geography or like when you were learning geography in middle school or high school, um, how was it taught to you? Um, I'm actually quite interested in that. Mm. Like, yeah, how, how were you guys taught geography, like in terms of countries, like basic geography? Did we even get taught geography? Yeah, something? exactly. I was, I was just <laughs> thinking, I'm like, I remember getting <laughs> taught states, like just remembering list of states. Not even but, that. I don't even remember. <laughs> learning no, we, we did the... Okay, but we did that, <laughs> but not like the country. We never mm-hmm. learned, like, unless you took, you know, mm-hmm. the geography class the, yeah, that the, you took, the, yeah. you know, out of the way. Like, that was like an, a, mm-hmm. an, an elective is it, that people is could it not take. Compulsory? I guess not. We learned about the 13 colonies. So I know that in the 13 colonies, there was New Jersey, New York, Maryland. Yeah, but that's what's in the, the states. Like, we don't learn anything <laughs> about I learned that. <laughs> oh man we don't yeah, learn anything well, so, you know, you, so let's say you go i can't remember i don't know how the system is but like when you go into like what's high junior school the what's, world, what's, what's below that <laughs> middle school, middle school <laughs> do you not learn do you learn do you not learn like geography as like a like alongside like maths science no. english you don't, don't care we don't no, care we, about huh? these other countries. The educational system doesn't care. Wait, what do you <laughs> guys so learn then? Wait, what do you guys study? What, we, we didn't like history, but we never did like geography or anything. We did, you know, geography within the state, like within the United States. But that's it. Like you have to wait, go out of your so way to like actually wait, learn. Wait, so let me ask you a question. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> sorry. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What so, was your question? I got to watch myself because I do that a lot. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I could cut it out. It's fine. <laughs> a, you, you guys had a class on geography where you guys learned. Yeah. So That's, yeah, I, I think so. I think me and Satoko because you did um secondary school, right? Like UK. Yeah. Secondary school. From right? the yeah. Year so six. it's the same thing. So we would have well, year seven, but yeah. um, <laughs> from like year seven to so how old are you? Year seven, like twelve. 11 or something 11 i think from like then up until year nine so like three years you have geography as a compulsory subject for three years yeah like geography history science yeah 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 so that would be like, like math science maths, yeah math science weird. english yeah. history we geography history. and i think religious studies is also oh, we like compulsory that. for all three years yeah wow. <laughs> yeah that's very different wow 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 so like but, but like this Despite that, anyway, the geography mm-hmm. that was taught in my school was absolutely shocking. But <laughs> to be perfectly honest, thing, like, I've learned I've learned geography more from just Google Maps. Like what I learned was about like rocks and limes, like limescale yeah. or limestone and cliffs. Lake. Yeah. No Oxbow Lake. I don't know if it's a lake, but the Oxbow thing where it's like anyway erosion mm-hmm. and sediments and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and lavas and stuff. No, yeah, but like. But that's super interesting, I think, because in like my own like selfish assumption of America, for example, is that even though you don't. okay, so I didn't know you guys didn't have geography, but even though you don't have geography, you guys are a lot more aware of like the geography of South America. Like people know where Mm. that is and people know roughly like what country, what kind of countries, you know, are 
within that continent and I guess like that is partly because it's such a close neighbor and like it you know everything is kind of connected with you know the politics and economics and of the country but I'm quite interested because like like and Lynn has a lot to say I guess as well regarding her education (laughs) but um (laughs) because like when I when I look back at like my own job like lessons geography lessons or like how I was taught like the world the map of the world like it wasn't really in it was in continents but like you're Asia kind of stopped somewhere there was like a border drawn at like Mm. around about Mm. where India is and then everything in between Mm. that and like Turkey was like Mm. non-existent except for like Russia that kind of bridged the whole thing (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. the Middle East was like considered the Middle East as like a separate Mm -hmm. so I always thought there was like even though I was taught there were seven continents six continents I thought there was more because like of the way I was taught and like how the borders were drawn so I'm quite interested to know like how you guys like when like where do you draw the borders for you like in terms of Asia or or South America as well like where do you draw the borders Mm -hmm. well I will say (laughs) Satoko I will say Satoko Mm -hmm. that you you are very kind to think that the United that <laughs> that I Americans that. I just thought I literally just saw <laughs> in the video that like, oh, God, that minute. <laughs> yeah, I will say you're you're very kind to think that American <laughs> the general population uh, knows of countries in South America. Um, I, I I will say maybe Brazil, right? Some of the bigger countries, Argentina, um, Argentina. Um, Mexico, mm, maybe Canada. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Canada. Uh, that's not in South America. Ne- neither is uh, Mexico. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, the, yeah I, I don't think they, I don't really think they care. Uh, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Asaki? What? About the general American population. Oh, it's like... Just knowledge of like geography, especially of like South America, because I think it was because I think had an assumption that most yeah, Americans kind yeah. of was aware of the I think countries they, within. I South think America. they kind of just overgeneralize like Russia, China, mm. India, and then Europe. That's mm. I think that's how mm. I, how people see it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they think like they think the United States is like the biggest land. So they always, when they see a map of the world, they pick China because that's the biggest, you know. I've seen a video. Where Have you ever, like, yeah, it's I've a, seen the video as well. With, I think it's like Jimmy Kimmel. They go up to random videos. And it was showing like Americans, it was showing like Americans, like where is like, where is China? Or where is America? Yeah. And it just completely picks like Africa or something. But I always and wonder, I, you know, those like videos, like, are they actually represented, representative of like, mm-hmm. of the whole of like, because of the, the whole of is, America? Like, it's hard to say because I don't like people around me are mm-hmm. smart enough <laughs> to Wait, like what? know, you know, <laughs> and then, like go out of their way to like learn and they're like, I don't know. It's just like I think we're just roasting. We're just roasting the United States. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I will say, uh, in terms of, I feel like it does. I feel like if you stop at high school, right, and if you if you don't take into consideration people who go on to you know 
going to college and they take like actually you know care about exploring you know the world and exploring different countries i i feel like if you stop it at high school and if everybody just went into the world with high school knowledge i I, it's very limited you have to i feel like you have to be out of you have to go out of your way to actually know what's in asia like other than china South Korea, Japan. Yeah, that's interesting because I remember um, I came across like um, this American, and um, they were, we were talking about um, Brexit, which is obviously just the UK removing themselves from mm-hmm. uh, the eurozone. But this person assumed that meant UK removing itself as Europe. And I was just sitting there, I was like, huh? How do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but, but then again, like, I, I always assume people aren't really aware of UK kind of like politics or mm-hmm. news mm-hmm. and et cetera. So I was surprised that they knew what Brexit was, but then also that comment, I was like, huh? I'm so confused. I'm so confused with what you said. Mm-hmm. But like, again, with the whole comment about um, Tokyo being the state in China, that is not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Like, I came across um, someone who, we were talking about like I was talking about Tokyo and stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's in China, right?" I was like, huh, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what?" Yeah, but yeah. It, it's that whole like five minutes. I'm like just looking at them, like, "What? What did you mm-hmm. just say?" Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's quite common that it has been Americans, but I'm not gonna generalize that as a stereotype. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but to be honest, I feel like I thought that way until like a few years ago, until I like actually taught myself. Or like you know when when you know when you fly when you're like on an airplane yeah. and you start to see the map mm-hmm. and that's yeah. how I started yeah. to like realize like mm-hmm. there's more than like what I learned in school and I feel like that's mm. why I got interested in all like all the other Asian countries as well but yeah I'm guilty of thinking that way too. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. it's also a privilege, right, to be able to yeah. I guess to know the geography of other countries also kind of reflects Mm. the privileges that you have whether it's you are able to travel or you have education or you just have the interest um so i guess Mm. it's also reflective on that but um i had a question now i've forgotten it but um (laughs) well you can cut that bit out well i do Mm. want to go back to your original question which was Mm. where we draw these borders right of asia so if you were to ask me growing up, Asia to me would be East Asia, right? China, South Korea, and Japan, right? And then all of the Southeast Asian countries that are connected to the mainland uh, Asia, I, I wouldn't be able to name any of them to you. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then if you go further down into the, what's it called? into the Pacific Ocean, in the Indian Ocean, I wouldn't be able to name any of those countries to you also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't think uh, I would have included India. I don't think, when we, when we think of Asian, I don't think you think of the Middle East or, you know, even Russia, right? The East Russia mm-hmm. uh, is, is a part of Asia. The stands, yeah. I didn't even know they existed until I took that AP Human uh, Geo yeah. course. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, and then I think it'd be an interesting question to ask, you know, people from different countries where they would draw the borders mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. Asia. Because I know that in, I, I know that I've, what's it called, like in Russia or some of the intercontinental countries where they like cross into Europe or they cross into Africa. 
sometimes they don't even want to identify with Asia, right? Mm -hmm. Russia spans, Russia spans Europe and spans into Asia, but they want to identify more with European culture. Right. Yeah, and that's the same with Turkey as well because there's more Turkey, like economic yeah. benefits if they're mm-hmm. perceived as European. Um, yeah, and that's so true because I met a couple people from, or like I know a couple people from like Afghanistan or like from the Middle East as well, and they know all the countries like with the stands, like they know all mm-hmm. of them, and with mm-hmm. but but that's the geography that they were taught. Like yeah. they were taught mm-hmm. that their region is that region which has all the stands um i apologize because i only know like kazakhstan and uzbekistan but there's like loads more which i didn't know about um and also like i'm interested in lynn's view as well because like you said already like when you were in school or like where does that where does this the perception by you british people of asia as like that indian region central asia region like where does it stem from is it like you said history or is it also something that's taught in schools i think it is history um because there are i guess i wouldn't say there's a larger portion of like south asians here but i think culturally um it's been more in in, like um integrated with south asians rather than east asians so when I think when British do think about Asians, they automatically just think Indians. So they only, they probably don't actually use the word Asian <clears throat> at all. They use mm-hmm. Indian, China, just to differentiate from mm-hmm. like Oriental and like brown Asians, basically. And that's mm-hmm. how literally they would identify Asia. They just won't even use the word, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think it is like, obviously, um, the Brits have, um, connections to like Chinese history as well so I think it's just those two and then that's it <laughs> everything else is just other mm-hmm. and I think it's just that historical stance and like that kind of fed into like culturally as well yeah I also feel like with those forms that it's also kind of based on like economic development a lot of the times like it's always like the big countries that kind of come up in the beginning and then like there's so many ways to divide a continent like whether you're talking about development or whether you're talking about actual geography or like mm-hmm. historical connections I think but do, do, do you have the same or is there a, this, a similar problem with the Americas in terms of like people getting it wrong or there's actually like maybe I don't know but maybe there's like an additional region in South America that no one knows about like can you like mm. is there <laughs> um hmm. or are people getting of, it generally quite right in terms of how people identify themselves or well in terms of like how we label the re- regions like in because in Asia you have east south southeast Mm -hmm. central west Mm -hmm. caucuses but then like south america is often just south america America. or central central america is there like a more specific way that maybe within south america or like within hispanic population that you kind of differentiate Mm -hmm. i think that if you're from south america Right. And I'm, I'm not from South America, but just speaking from speaking to a lot of my Latin American friends that are from South America, also having visited Peru 
right? Oh, Peru, I love you. I love you so much. Uh, I would say that, what's it called? Uruguay, Argentina, and Chile might identify themselves uh, together just because the majority of their population is of European descent, right? So uh, it's, it's a lot less brown in these countries. And then maybe Paraguay and Peru and Ecuador might identify uh, themselves or, or they, they might find more things in common with each other just because in a lot of these countries, there's a bigger indigenous population, right? The Incan Empire, the descendants of, you know, these various in, uh, indigenous, pop they, they just have more indigenous population in them. And then Brazil is just Brazil. I think Brazil just identifies mm -hmm. as Brazil. <laughs> um, and then the North, Northern, uh, Northern South America, right? So that would be Colombia, Venezuela. I think they would, uh, they have a lot in common. And then those other countries that I honestly can't remember the names of some of them. I know Guyana. I know Suriname. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't know too much about them though. And then the Caribbean, I feel like the Caribbean, uh, each, each individual country tries to be the best out of the Caribbean. So, but they do have a lot in common, but they won't, but they'll say that they're the best, right? <laughs> so uh, we have the best food. Oh, we have the best yes. dancing, the best music. We have, <laughs> you know, we are the best, right? But mm -hmm. they have a lot of uh, in common. And then Central America, I would say Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, uh, what's it called? Nicaragua. And again, it's funny because when you're from the, like when you grow up in these countries, you try to other the your neighbors and try to see like you see yourself as superior i guess to your neighbors right um yeah so do you think like um like uh white americans or just in general just americans in general get south americans very like generalized or do they see like the northern like central I think cetera, it's very general. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would agree. It's it's very generalized, you know, because you, you don't really think about, you know, the indigenous populations in South America. You don't really think about, you know, Argentina or Uruguay or Chile being majority European descent, right? You don't think of Paraguay, who in Paraguay, I've, I haven't met Paraguayans until this year, right? I met my first Paraguayan. And they actually don't even speak Spanish. They're, well, they do speak Spanish. I'm sorry. They, but they have two languages that are, what's it called? Their official languages. One of them being an indigenous language. And I think they prefer that over Spanish. I never knew that, you know, which is, it's, it was so interesting uh, talking mm -hmm. to Paraguayans. But yeah, I, I think uh, if, if they do, they, they would generalize South America. Maybe they do, they differentiate the Spanish speaking countries and they lump them all together and then Brazil because mm -hmm. they speak Portuguese. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the one way they'll mm -hmm. differentiate them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that comes, that flows quite nicely to the next kind of question, I guess, because we like, I want to talk about the perceived relationships between countries in each regions. And mm -hmm. I think there's a, like a perceived assumption slash perception of um the spanish-speaking countries being relatively of like i wouldn't say good relationship but the fact that they all can kind of have like a mm -hmm. shared language means that mm -hmm. they're kind of yeah. like you said just generalized and lumped together um mm -hmm. whereas 
with Asia that's very difficult to do. And I think as an mm. Asian, I see Asia as a very dispersed country. But I don't know. Mm. Maybe that assumption is different to an outsider or a non-Asian. So I'm very interested to hear all of yours because um, mm. you're like Lynn and Asaki's perception of it might be different to mine as well of kind of the homogeneity of the continent. I think um, I think I do um, agree with you. I think it's because you don't have that common language. So like I would visit Japan and obviously you have that assumption. They think I'm Japanese. I'm like, I can't speak Japanese. And I realized like Vietnamese is just so I could only use it in Vietnam or like, you know, those countries where they have Vietnamese populations, then I can use like Vietnamese, mm. but mm. I can't use it anywhere else, basically. Mm. And like, I would love to be able to go to, you know, these Asian countries and speak uh, the, sa- the same language. It would just make life a lot more easier, mm-hmm. travel a lot more like easier rather than, you know, I feel bad like having to like point sometimes. I was like, oh, I don't want to be that person, but I can't communicate with you <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm like I've actually really noticed as well. Like I, I met a couple of um, um, Americans who were from like Florida, and, like all of them spoke Spanish, mm-hmm. even without like you know Spanish um, like heritage, um, which I thought was really interesting. I think it is because like the population there is quite um, you know um, there's a lot of Spanish speaking people mm-hmm. there, so I think they just picked it up or something. I'm not I, I can't remember what the reason behind it was, but it was quite interesting that they just picked up Spanish mm. alongside English. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. agree with you guys. Like, I don't really feel that sense of community between other Asian countries as well. Like, I, whenever I meet somebody who's, like, Korean or Chinese in America, I'm never like, oh, my gosh, Asian, Asian. Mm. Like, I never, I would never do that here. But I feel like with like Hispanic um, communities, like at least with you, when you whenever you meet somebody like who speaks Spanish or like who are from like I don't know, I feel like you have that sense of like belongingness and you have that like connection. Even though you don't know them, you can like start talking to them because you're, you know, you have that background. But I feel like it's a little different for me or asian countries i i do think it's because of the language um but i feel like it's for an outsider it's i feel like it's different yeah yeah it's very different it's all just like one (laughs) (laughs) yeah what is it like (laughs) well excuse excuse my ignorance but i think lynn uh earlier mentioned brown asians and oriental is that Mm -hmm. so oriental is that what, what what's the is that just that would i think that would count as like east southeast asians mm. okay so is uh, yeah southeast i think Asia also oriental i mean that's another that's yeah, another thing that. i think it would technically count that and also people think that's a slur but i don't really know the background we'll get back to that <laughs> also yeah. the fact also the fact that we have to call them brown asians we have yeah, like that asians. like what is brown asian like because i feel like brown, brown asians asian. are asians as well you know and yeah, i feel like yeah. the word asia has like a face you know like we have that certain type mm-hmm. the stereotype yeah. of um what what they look like you know it's like yellow so asians have to put, and like, brown asians yeah, yeah exactly. i think that's what the difference and then you have like yeah, white so, russians mm-hmm. 
white <laughs> Russian yeah. Asians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So no, yeah, I think from an outsider perspective, if you see two, what's the correct term to say? Is it Asians? Asian? Asian? No, no. In terms of uh, not the brown Asians. Should I Orientals? Yeah. I said Orientals, yeah, but you can say, say okay. you can say East Southeast Asian. Quote unquote, what Lynn mentioned or what Lynn said. Uh, <laughs> get me in trouble. <laughs> so this all falls back on Lynn if if I get it wrong. <laughs> but yes, uh, I think that's why I feel like it doesn't matter if it's Chinese, South Korean, or Japanese. If and I think it's funny because we were, me and Asaki were watching uh, what's what's the what's the show called? Straight off the Fresh off the boat. boat. Yo, that's so yo that I we're love it. That's it. so it's tight. So yeah, I'm so happy because we always just watch. You know, we ping pong back and forth from New Girl in the, the Office. But I'm but so we happy we found a new one. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> it's it's funny because you know uh, what's it called? I forget the main character's name. What's his name? Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. Oh, Eddie. So the you know he's Chinese, and that no, he's not even Chinese. He's from Taiwan, isn't he? Uh, or is that anyway? Right. Yeah, oh my gosh. Okay. Anyways, Eddie, and then you know another Chinese kid comes, and they're like, "Oh, like you guys are friends. You guys are best friends. You guys, you know." And I think from an outsider perspective, you would just sort of just lump together. them, be like, "Ah, those guys are buddies, right?" Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Wesley, Chinese, and. Eddie, South Korean, they're best friends because, yeah. you know... Asia. Asia. <laughs> That's so interesting. Because, but, you know what, I think, like, when uh-huh. you said that, I was just thinking of, like, when I was in school, I remember, like, when I was in, you know, when I entered secondary school, and it, I went to quite, like, a predominantly white school. Um, mm. So there was, like, very minimal amount of, like, Asians. And mm. I just remember the, me being, you know, an Asian girl, and then there was an Asian boy, and all of our friends were like, you guys are going to be together. <laughs> oh I'm my like, gosh. automatically, you are going to be together, <laughs> kind of thing. It's like, like, I was Vietnamese, and he was Chinese. I was like, okay, we're not really, but it's okay. Well, people just so made that funny. assumption already. Oh, it's like, geez. you guys are going to be a couple. Um, so that's interesting <laughs> to see as an outsider. Yeah. Uh, so so I'll, the other thing I'll say is that language is so powerful. Like if you have a common language, there's so, there's an instant connection, you know. Mm-hmm. And so as you as all of you were mentioning, uh, Asian the you know different Asian countries they don't share a similar language, right? They, maybe they have similar origins, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't they, they they it's different languages in you know different countries in Asia. As of uh, Latin America, you know if you're Argentinian or if you're Honduran, right? You both speak Spanish. It might sound differently. But just the fact that you know to you know how to communicate. Con- communicate with each other, it's just such an instant connection. Yeah, language is very powerful in that way. Yeah, yeah. So I was just thinking, I had like colleagues who um, one was like Norwegian, mm-hmm. and the other one was uh, Swedish, mm-hmm. and they were able to communicate mm-hmm. even in like I didn't really I didn't really actually even think about European languages mm-hmm. that were also um, you know interchangeable that they would be able to understand each other. I def- definitely thought it was just like, you know, Spanish being understand, like just generalized, just everyone can like, understand each other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I completely agree with, you know, languages being very powerful and that, you know, have that like strong connection because it's like a sense of belonging. They understand you, you're like one of us. Mm-hmm. And I think you're yeah. not othered because you're like, oh yeah, one of us now kind of thing. So when I was speaking about like, you know, I speak Vietnamese and um, I can only speak it with, you know, when I'm in Vietnam, 
and like mm. oh if if I can identify someone that's Vietnamese in the UK I'm like okay cool you're Vietnamese and even mm. that I wouldn't even speak Vietnamese to them I'll just speak English mm. and um I remember so there was one time I was in Paris and they have quite a massive like you know Vietnamese uh community there and there is like a it's kind of like an unspoken rule where like British people don't know French like we learnt it only like very minimal amount but not like conversational and mm-hmm. then French people can speak English but they do not like speaking English to <laughs> British people <laughs> right so obviously there's a communication issue there so I just went to you know um the Vietnamese community area in Paris mm. and I thought okay I can't speak French they're not going to speak English to me I'm just going to speak Vietnamese <laughs> so automatically <laughs> I just said to them I was like can you speak Vietnamese in Vietnamese and they're like yeah and then we just I just uh-huh. conversation just went back just straight mm. into like Vietnamese and mm. like even with that they're like oh so where are you from and then um you know I'll just explain them I'm from London etc blah 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 and then they just sold me like the food for like half price just because I could speak Vietnamese so like when you say that is that whole you know <laughs> that whole community um and acceptance kind of thing and I was like oh, okay cool mm. I yeah. got a discount because I could simply speak Vietnamese I was like it's a win-win for me so. <laughs> It's yeah. also like I I feel like when you speak to when when you meet like a non-Asian person for the first time and like not as a racial not like a, as a racial slur but like honestly they're trying to be kind and you know when sometimes they try and say something in your language and it just yeah. might be ni hao or it just might be something that yeah. is not your language and you feel yeah. that sense of disappointment like if we had like if we had like a shared language like it wouldn't be that difficult for like other people Mm. as well because other people also have to like Mm. know all the different languages in order to kind of Mm. say something proper and it's really interesting like not saying that you know you wouldn't be disappointed if someone kind of like you know I'm not trying to belittle like other languages either but it's just like you know when someone says something to you or like like Lynn when you were in Japan and the Japanese people thought that you were Japanese like that sense of disappointment of like oh yeah I don't <laughs> speak that language <laughs> I, think a disappoint- I think a disappointment on both sides like, I, think yeah. like, I think I mentioned it to you guys before where like I've traveled in Asian countries and every single time I go to an Asian country they think I am one of them mm-hmm. and um they just get disappointment after disappointment every single time <laughs> and then when I'm in Vietnam they don't even think I'm Vietnamese I was like what a world wait what (laughs) (laughs) yeah but what about what role does um food play so for example um in like the hispanic culture do you guys also share similar kind of traditions slash foods that also span Mm. across the region that also makes it a little bit kind of more of that has more of like a shared feeling Mm mm-hmm I will say that there's a lot of shared food within these sub-regions that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. For example, with Uruguay and Argentina and Central America, mm-hmm. the Caribbean, right? Colombia, Venezuela, Ecuador, and Peru. There's, there, there's very common foods in these sub-regions. But I feel like when it comes to, you know, connecting sub-region to sub-region, it is, it is very different, but it also creates like a sense of adventure. Like, wow, like tell me more about your country. Mm-hmm. But I think the only way we can do that in, in what's a, it's because we have a common language, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, like tell me more about Peru or tell me more about, you know, mm. El Salvador. Tell me more about Costa Rica. Tell me more about Colombia, right? Because we have this mm-hmm. common language. 
So especially in the United States, and I feel like, you know, in the United States, the, you know, you're just like walking around the streets, you're, you're expected to speak English, right? And so like, you feel othered as a Latin American, you know, especially if you can't speak English in the United States. So the fact that you can speak Spanish, it's just like, wow, like, yo, we're best friends, man. Like, you know, you hit it off, like immediately, if you can start uh, speaking Spanish to one another. But yeah. That's what super interesting. No, you answered the question. It was about food, but I, I it just like okay. made me think of like the characteristics of the different cult. Because I feel mm-hmm. like Latin America or like Hispanic people are very like open and very friendly and very like mm-hmm. welcoming in their demeanor, like either to each other but to also to others as well. It's very like, oh, let's talk about this, let's eat this, let's do this. Mm from my experience of like my latin american friends but asians there's like a huge you know stereotype that we're very reserved we're very quiet we stick to what we know and hearing your comment just now literally just now made me think like maybe it's got to do with the fact that we there's no way for us to kind of communicate with other countries outside of our own Mm -hmm. like even in our own continents that we Mm -hmm. kind of have to stick together and we always kind of thinking oh is she Japanese does she speak Japanese or or maybe that person isn't 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 Mm -hmm. it's from a different country and we're always kind of like trying to guess like what Mm -hmm. the other Asian might be I just had a thought and I wanted to know what you guys might might think about that (laughs) a hundred percent like no, I'm, just, I'm just kind of thinking about it food wise I think that's pretty much the only way you can kind of like mm. communicate so like I think I mentioned before like my parents don't speak English right mm. and so some of my sister-in-laws are um, like Asian so they're like Chinese but they can't speak Vietnamese and the only way they can really talk kind of kind of thing is through food and it's like a similar type of food anyway it's like pretty sure all the Asian countries eat rice we eat seafood we have like pickled veg it's pretty much the staples i think in like all asian foods um but yeah i completely agree let's say like we all spoke or a majority of asian countries spoke kind of a similar language i think there will be a a lot more community feel um Mm. in that sense because i think i like kind of like what dan said about the caribbeans like you know you want to just feel like you're the best you're the best and i think like with asia has this history of just like kind of fighting like with wars with each other so you have the sense of like i have a better army to mm. basically demolish you kind of thing and it's always i feel like that's so, that's still kind of there like everyone kind of wants to feel like no i'm the better country i have a better army i have better soldiers than you mm. like kind of don't mess with me and maybe it comes with communism as well i don't know what really hit me with dan's comment was the fact that when you're eating something in a different like asian country or just a different country in general and you want to talk about it, but you can't. Like mm-hmm. when I'm at, when I go to Lynn's house and her mum cooks food, like it's mm-hmm. so good, and I want to tell her mum how good mm-hmm. it is. Like I want to, like I want to be mm-hmm. the one who tells, you know, yeah, because yeah. It, it's yeah, more, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, it's more like sincere, personal. But yeah. I can't because I don't speak yeah. Vietnamese. So it's like, yeah. how do I tell someone that this is very good? without just like giving a finger like you know a thumbs up and just being like yeah you know and I and I think it's such a good thing like it's such a it's such a good point about that I think um like we kind of mentioned it as well like I don't know if we mentioned it before but um you know because my parents my mom knows 
like you like certain foods and certain fruits right and what she does is like I don't even tell her anything I just say Satoko is coming (laughs) and she will just automatically go to the fruit markets literally like an international fruit market specifically to get all these fruits for you and she just buys it in excess right and it's like a thing like I think Asian parents do anyways even without understanding the language like there was one time where I was like super into avocado toast and my dad legit bought like 20 avocados <laughs> and I was just like I can't that's eat them good. all they're gonna go yeah. right they're gonna go off like this is just I think that's what it is because like it's almost like they show love that way it's like a love mm. language right they just show it through food without saying anything and maybe yeah. it's because like they're quite used to it in not being able to kind of uh, voice their like emotions or just opinions or anything they just do it and mm. hope that you think what they're thinking basically yeah so like that that love is there you know that that sense of community and that sense of wanting to connect is there it's just like there's a little bit missing like language (laughs) that's so true but um what like dan you've been to japan and i don't know if you've been to other asian countries as well but what are some similarities and differences that you experienced with like your own culture when you were here Hmm. okay i like this question because now i can talk a little bit about well i like talking about myself <laughs> <laughs> and all right let me go back uh so the question is my experience in japan the similarities i saw and the differences mm-hmm. right yeah so between it's, it's, that and your culture uh-huh. So it's fun because I feel like my culture is, I have a Latin culture, right? I have a Honduran culture, and then I have more of an American culture, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I feel I can do similarities and differences from both those mm-hmm. aspects, right? But when I was in Japan, oh my gosh, it was a complete culture shock. I remember being in the plane, just like being excited. Oh my, it, ah, I can't even speak. Anyways, I'm in the plane. <laughs> I remember seeing the coastline, right? The coastline of Japan. Mind you, growing up, I never really thought of myself as a traveling man. I never really saw myself <laughs> traveling mm-hmm. to different countries, right? At this point, I've been to Peru. I've been to, well, that's the only other country that I've been to. Yeah. Um, but now I've been to uh, Costa Rica. I've been to Canada. Uh, Canada's not, not, it's just, you know, a couple hours more. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and now, you know, so I've never been to another continent. That's not right because I've been to Peru, so I've been to South America, but I've never been somewhere where I didn't understand anything. I did not understand, but I was just so happy and excited and, you know, and just like my, it was like sensory overload for me just because like everything was so different. I remember first I got off of the plane and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm taking my first steps in Japan. (laughs) <laughs> and you know just going through the you know airport security and they're so friendly oh my gosh the whole thing where oh. like Jap- japan has like good service or whatnot that is so true everyone was so friendly the the only other you know uh airport security that i've ever had was with you know peru and JFK. also the you know yeah jfk it, <laughs> i feel like americans are just very uh okay <laughs> thank you for answering uh for me but yeah just you know, just uh, sort of 
direct, very to the point and not very nice. Right. So when I was in Japan and everybody, you know, they were already welcoming like, oh, you have such pretty eyes. You have like, oh, thank you. You too. And anyways, <laughs> and I remember seeing Asaki and then I just remember seeing most of the people in Japan or at least in this airport right off, you know, first impressions were, you know, non-Asian, were non-Japanese. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. I let me let me retreat. <laughs> Most of the people in this airport, first impressions, everybody was Japanese, right? Or I don't know, maybe other Asian countries in there. Um, but I was I was just like I I was different. I, you know, I was for the first time. I just felt so out of yeah, like a sore thumb, like just sticking out. And I was so happy because I love attention. And everybody, everybody was just staring at me like, "Oh, who's who's this guy?" And I'm like, "Yes, I love it." And I remember, you know, just just the little things too. For example, driving on the left, right? I know they have that in in the UK, driving on the left, but I've never driven on the left. It was I had a headache coming out of the bus because I, I was just so disoriented driving on the left. And uh, what's it called? So the transportation, I loved it though, right? Walking everywhere, biking everywhere. Uh, using the trains everywhere. I love that a lot more than, you know, just being in your own car, individualistic, you know, even even though you don't really communicate or talk to each other a lot in the train, everyone's sort of just silent. You sort of just, you know, shoulder to shoulder. At least I felt it. I felt like, yo, like, these are my people, you know, <laughs> just like going to uh, going to Asaki's or wherever we were reciting when we were in Japan. Um, other So similarities. Hmm. I will say. Meanwhile, um, I'll ask Lynn because Lynn's also been to yeah, Japan. Sure. Or like, I think mm-hmm. the question for like yeah. us is more of you know we talk about differences in Asian culture, but yeah. we've also been to other different you know Asian mm-hmm. countries, and I think there yeah. are also similarities and things that really bring us yeah, together. So, what are mm-hmm. some of those things that you found when you've been traveling Asia? So, I've been to a couple of Asian countries. So I've been to so obviously I've been to Vietnam. I've been to Thailand. Korea, Japan, I think it was Singapore. And um, I think I've what I've kind of gathered was like more of the East Asian countries are similar. And I think it is because of the economic stance more than anything. Because, you know, Korea and Japan and Singapore are a lot more developed. So they're more, they look almost like I would be in like London. So it just looks like a city, like a, like a well-off city kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like in contrast to that, when you go to like Vietnam and Thailand, it's completely different. Like it is done up, but like they still have that sense of that thing that kind of separates them as like a developed country. Um, so you get this like nitty gritty like street food markets just everywhere, motorbikes, bikes just beeping at the speed of lightning, just loads. You can't cross the roads at all. There's no, oh, there's traffic lights, but it doesn't work kind of thing um so like that's a similarity I've kind of noticed as well um and in terms of similarities is yeah like the the connection with food I think is kind of there like across all of Asian countries is I've only been to other than Japan I've only been to Thailand and Cambodia so I don't really have any other east quite different though yeah 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 Mm. so like it's very different from japan so before i visited thailand and cambodia i thought all asian countries were going to be somewhat similar and that's why Mm. i wanted to 
visit like other European countries, you know, Latin American cultures. And I wasn't really interested in visiting Asian countries before mm-hmm. that, but now mm-hmm. I been to it, it's so different. I mean, it's very different from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the language is different, the food is different, the culture is different. Um, but I thought it was just all the same before. Um, but now I want to visit more. I do want to visit like other East Asian countries as well because I feel like that's a little bit more similar to Japan. But I want to see how different it may be from Japan. Um, but yeah, I can't really compare Japan and I feel like Thailand and Cambodia. I think it's because like like if you think about the the main cities that people visit. Mm-hmm. So like, I think like with Thai, like the mo- more of the Southeast Asian countries, I think people go to like beaches mm-hmm. and like islands, yeah. and I think yeah. it is because you know they're more like um, tropical, yeah, yeah like yeah. vacationy. So like, and then when people think about like uh, Japan, they'll think about Tokyo. When they think yeah, about that's... Korea, they think about Seoul. So that's mm-hmm. more. Like, like, I don't think people area. think of yeah, it's like a city mm-hmm. break rather than like a like a beach holidays i think that's the comparison that you really get and because of that as well you get this Mm. um culture of like really strong roots of like agriculture and like fisheries and it kind of like translates that with like food and like whatever experience that you want to go to as well Mm -hmm. and whereas if you go to tokyo like for me when i went to tokyo and so i was like interested in what i would be interested in london so probably more of like trying the foods whatever i probably to be fair i'll try the foods anywhere but like I'll go to like museums and like galleries and etc. But then I wouldn't really thought to do that when I was in like Vietnam and um, Thailand, like more of the Southeast Asian countries. I just wanted to chill. That's what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's what people kind of like view of Asia as well. I think mm-hmm. they just think of like the the hot countries as holidays, and then yeah, like the East Asia mm-hmm. more of like the like city breaks. Yeah, kind of they have yeah, that. They yeah. use. I mean, people use the word exotic. I don't really I, I got so tired of hearing that word because yeah. I like what what like you know when people are just like oh it's such an exotic area and it's like what do you mean what by that, that? Yeah. it just means that it's a little bit different but yeah. anyway like I I've I found like I I do find that there's a lot more difference than similarities in like mm-hmm. when traveling I've also only been to the Philippines and Indonesia so it's vastly different from japan but one thing that i did find when i was there was that um bit like almost like all almost everyone that i met knew where japan was and what japan was so Mm. that was kind Mm. of like if i wanted to and and the philippines and indonesia that like they speak english as well um relatively Mm -hmm. like on the whole um i would say better than japan but um so if a conversation was to start it would be about oh where are you from like you know as a because ho- i'm there like on holiday so they'd be like yeah. oh where are you from and i'd say i'm from japan and they'd be like oh tokyo and then they'd start naming like car mm. brands or like different brands yeah, yeah, that are yeah. from tokyo yeah. and like that's something that i do find kind of like connects people like which mm. which is a bit weird because it's they're kind of i don't know they're kind of like just talking about amazing things from my country whereas you wouldn't really have that Mm. if they were to come to japan like it wouldn't be like oh where are you from i'm from like indonesia and you know people be like oh this that like because i don't think Mm. it's not as well known so it does kind of it did kind of open my eyes to just like the 
contrast and the differences between like mm. how each co- like country perceives others like even within Asia but I thought that that was and, and so that was a little bit kind of odd but at the same time nice because it allowed for conversation and it allowed for mm. like connection for us yeah. like when mm. for me in that situation but looking back it's kind of like oh maybe there is like a sense of weird a weird sense of hierarchy I don't know yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's hierarchy but just like you know perception yeah I think there I think there is like an unspoken kind of hierarchy in Asia in that sense yeah like mm-hmm. when I was saying like you know the developed countries people you know yeah, yeah. um that's what they think they think the big three like you know Japan Korea and China and they'll kind of group them together and then Southeast Asia is like Thailand mm-hmm. Cambodia Vietnam etc and then everything else is just <laughs> other kind mm-hmm. of thing um but like what you were saying is like I think people perceive like Japan they have that perception as like you know very techy and then anime and then sushi that's what they kind of like associate Japan with. <laughs> yeah like and what I've realized when I tell people I'm Vietnamese they automatically go to like Vietnam war I was like I don't really want to talk about mm. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so kind of thing yeah. or, or they'll like mention food which I've realized when you say you're from somewhere they either mention that or food yeah. Like, oh yeah I've had pho I'm like but I think like that that's something that even like even in Japan I, I guess like we know certain foods of other yeah. Asian countries like yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. but yeah I was I got picked up from the airport in I think oh, where was it? in Indonesia um and I was riding on the back of a bike and the driver was just like literally the whole time like he didn't speak that much English but he was just like oh Toyota oh Suzuki oh Honda and it was like to literally like every every car that like he could like I love you know that he so knows well. yeah. was Japanese I was just sitting at the back going right uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good job. But it, like you know but it's just funny <laughs> that's really funny actually when i was in vietnam as well because i think you know i used um grab because i don't think they had uber there and um they obviously you know like on any riding app you can see the name whoever you're picking up right and mm-hmm. they clearly saw that was a vietnamese name but they probably they automatically knew i was not like from there mm-hmm. so they would speak english to me and i'm like i can speak vietnamese don't worry and then like, i'll just speak fluent vietnamese They're like why how do you even know Vietnamese? I'm like, what? You're assuming I don't speak Vietnamese? I was like, no. I was like, I speak to my parents in Vietnamese. And they were just saying, yeah, it was just, I thought that's hilarious. It just reminded me. And I was being back of like a motorbike screaming like, yeah, I can speak Vietnamese. I can speak Vietnamese. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we can go back to everyone again. I think you guys had thinking time. <laughs> oh yeah. Some like in. similarities and again? differences. Like, what are the similarities and differences that you felt being in another Asian oh, country or in Dan's case being in Japan? Like, is are there any similarities that you felt when you were in like Japan between Asian and Latin American culture? You can say no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Some of the other differences and I have them here in my notes. Um, I guess just one of them was greetings, right? Like just greeting mm. other people. In in American culture, like you greet with a handshake, you greet with a handshake. Hey, how are you? Right, and you with a yeah. smile and right, and then that's like a that's a good greeting, right? Uh, in Latin culture, in Latin American culture, you greet with it's more open. I feel like sometimes depending on like if you're meeting another like a family friend or something, right? Then you greet with like a kiss, you greet with uh, a hug, you greet. It's more intimate. 
And so when I went to Japan, you don't you don't touch when you greet. And that's something that I, w- I just felt very, I guess, uncomfortable with just because I felt like I'm not being respectful to them. Right. Because I'm not. Mm. But it, it, and so I had to kind of grasp that of uh, what's it called? I sort of had a grassy idea that oh, if I do touch it, maybe that'd be more disrespectful, right? Like if I do go in for a handshake, or I, I guess it'd be understanding in terms of oh, he's you know not from the from Japan, so I, I'm it'd probably be understanding. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think reading was was definitely one of the differences that I noticed. Uh, some of the other things I'd say, what's it called? Food. I feel like people in Japan, it's just very healthy. Right, the portions are so small. I remember I was starving <laughs> the first couple of days that I was in Japan because the port. I and I was asking the sake and like sake, should I order two of these or three of these? Because I'm just not used to such small portions. Though on the plus side, I did lose a good amount of weight when I was in Japan, just walking, biking, you know, eating these tiny portions. And uh, <laughs> it's not even just portion though. It's not even just portion. It's I a type of like, food, also. It's just healthy. I feel yeah. like Japanese food is very centered around like nutrition and stuff. Mm. in hispanic and i I feel like with with honduran food and with latin american food they just try to make you feel good so it doesn't matter how many (laughs) calories there are you just got to feel you know if you get a sense of sleepiness after after you eat then it's been successful right that's why you drink coffee after you eat so you can keep yourself awake keep yourself in the conversation but when i was in japan that the the food was was definitely one of the major differences and not even just like what's it called not even just the taste of food just you know the portions of it just um what's it called but also the taste of food i feel like what's that natto right yeah yeah i feel like that that's you tried that that's an acquired taste that is definitely an acquired taste because i tried it and oh i don't want to be disrespectful but no he 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 would try (laughs) he would try anything and would like anything Uh uh-huh except that i feel like so natto for like people who don't know is basically like fermented soybeans and it's got a very distinct smell because it's fermented and it's also very like and it's and it's kind of sticky like you basically eat it with rice but yeah it's very famous for even like people who have been who have lived in japan for like over 10 years and have are fluent in japanese and the one thing they cannot eat is very, um, very. I think it's okay to not well, like that one. Well it's done very... for trying. Like yeah. people just look. At, a lot <laughs> of people just like look at it and don't. You finished it. Though. I finished it. That's wanna... and again, that's a that's a. I, I feel like a, a no, another difference in in Hispanic or Honduran culture. <laughs> and now we're gonna, you know, we can just talk about food, you know, for for another two hours. <laughs> but I think with food also, uh, in I, I don't know if it's. Res- I, I think you leave this is the sense that I got in Japanese culture. Do you leave a certain amount of food on the plate or something? No, no, to, no, no. Or am no, I getting no, this wrong? No, 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 don't talk about What about the, isn't <laughs> no, it like, I was hearing. Okay, that's just something this is I just heard you. from my mom. Yeah. This is just you. That's not, that doesn't, mm, it's not the okay. whole, it doesn't, it's just my mom. It's just a sake not eating all yeah. the food. Okay. <laughs> all right, we can cut that out then. We're going to, what's it called? The food I eat. And like, if I start something, I have to finish it. Right, because then this is disrespectful if you don't. Mm-hmm. Right, this is going into you know going to my aunt's house. Even if you already had a dinner and they make you another dinner, it's disrespectful mm-hmm. if you don't eat that other dinner. That's why it's so hard to lose weight. Yeah, you know, it's, I I've, think been, that's I've been a on a diet. 
think yeah. It's a simple, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, like you have to oh. finish your food. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I think even me and me and Satoko were talking about food, and I think like the first time she ate at my house, she's like, is there any like etiquette I should be doing? I'll just like, because mm. I know, I think you mentioned like how slurping is like mm. uh, a compliment type of thing, and I was like, yeah. Vietnamese Making culture, yes. it's not it's not a compliment or like a, um, a um, insult or anything, but uh-huh. I think we do it anyways, because it's just the action of eating noodles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But I know, like, one of the things is, like, you just have to finish your food mm. because, like, obviously that's just an indication you didn't enjoy your food, right? I think it's just mm. a psychological thing rather than, like, a um, an implication of, like, a yeah. culture thing. Yeah. And um, you can't say because, no. Like, if you finish your food you and, cannot, they, yeah. and they put some more on your plate, like, you yeah. cannot say no. You just have to... Yeah, yeah. You that's why Satoko took the, yeah. the massive bag of fruit when she's only here for a couple of days. Yep. True, true. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a similarity maybe yeah then. well let, let's talk about some similarities that i saw i feel yeah. like yes, some please. some similarities that i saw with you know just people in japan i think one of them immediately was just laughter right i remember being at this local restaurant right next door to your grandma's house yeah. and what what is it just a you know it's local... just like a little like a it's not a bar but it's like izakaya kind of oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah like a bar what, yeah, what is Japanese it? Is that, bar. Is that yeah. like, okay. a, like a like a yeah bar, but like a chill chill bar. Like it's not like a bar <laughs> bar. Or a pub. Like, Mini pub. Yeah, 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 yeah. A chill bar pub. So I was at this chill bar pub, <laughs> and it was you know, and and it was with your grandparents' friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Neighbors. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's these very, you know, the, what's it called? The people who go there are also just regular locals, people, yeah. regulars, friends, right? And then they see this brown kid in there and they're like, whoa, 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 what's, what's going on? This is something new. And I feel like, you know, just sharing laughter. You know, I think Asaki wasn't much of laughter. Is that I feel like there's a lot of pressure, you know, on her trying to translate <laughs> English into Japanese and Japanese into <laughs> English. But I was too. having the, yeah, I was having the, I was having the time of my life there. You know, just just with uh, you know the the local people there, you know, uh, family friends and and whatnot. Just just the laughter. You know, I feel like laughter is also another type of language, right? As is food. Mm-hmm. Th- those are common things. Those are common human things. Just you know that you can find similarities in. Another thing I would say mm-hmm. just the curiosity, right? When I was there, we were just so curious about each other, right? Um, so many questions were asked. So many assumptions were made <laughs> but then again yeah i remember i remember there was that one guy who said curiosity that I, is a very, it's a nice way to put it though <laughs> no it it was a lot of curiosity okay, yeah okay. There, there was this one guy there was this one man who said that i looked like neymar <laughs> i look nothing like neymar <laughs> besides <laughs> besides the you know the brown skin yeah. there's there's no similarities between me and neymar neymar is thin i am fairly thick and you know <laughs> it, I, I think it was like, just no. no I guess he Neymar has a beard and you know I'm a bearded man so there's that similarity but that's it yeah the similarities I'd, I'd say would just be what's it called yeah just that human connection the laughter the you know curiosity of trying to you know find these similarities or just trying to learn more about each other right mm-hmm. yeah but then also there's there's also a lot of you know, global citizens in, in, in Japan, right? Especially mm-hmm. Tokyo, you know, especially Tokyo. For example, you know, a lot, all of Osaki's friends, right? Coming, you know, university students, um, 
Well, I feel like that that's just something else, right? In the international ICU, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a lot of people come internationally there. Is that right? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I had a good time there. I love Japan. I want to go back. <laughs> I, I'd live in Japan, especially for Ichidan. We're going to go back to talking about food. <laughs> I love Ichidan. Funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, talking about like similarities and differences, and like, I think like Dan also quite um, hit there quite well was talking about like you're also like you're like British or like you're like Dutch American kind of experiences as well. Like even going to your like motherland type of thing, it's still a culture shock. Like for me, I remember one of the things was like um, like hygiene was very different, especially with food, especially in Vietnam. Like there's there's not really a like an importance for hygiene there mm-hmm. um as there is in like the uk and um obviously toilets are very different because mm. when i was younger like my my family are like from like a village like really poor village and stuff and they didn't have like a actual toilet it was like a hole and like <laughs> i then learned how to do a squat toilet and i was like wow, uh, oh this is interesting yeah, yeah. that's so yeah, we but have also one of those. Very comfortable. Yeah, very yeah. comfortable actually. In, in Honduras, yeah, really? it, this is more of a rural thing. You just dig a dig a yeah. hole, and you know, yeah, you, yeah, there, yeah, there yeah. you go. There's your toilet. Yeah. <laughs> you just cover it up when it gets too yeah. Too full. But like, <laughs> even I, I traveled to like Beijing, and they would have like even in like in the airports, they would have like half like whole toilets and half like just normal Western toilets, and that's what they call it. It's Western toilets. Yeah, we have that in Japan too. Really, the Japanese style and the Western style. Oh, I see. The I see. squatting one or the I think one? I think oh. the thing with Japan is that people see people kind of think of Japan as Tokyo, but it's yeah. not. Mm. like Tokyo isn't yeah. Japan. Yeah. And I think if you if no, you I have time to come to Japan and you go to a lot more of like rural areas, then I think yeah. there are a lot more similarities to other yeah, Asian 100%. countries than yeah, because mm. Tokyo is just like literally the, a small small. I mean, it's portion. it has big significance, yeah. but it's like. Yeah. Really there's different. more to japan than just mm. tokyo because yeah. we do have those like just... whole toilets as well mm. you know i think that comes down to what people just perceive the country as right yeah and mm-hmm. it's geography as well like when people think of like the uk they only know london they do not know yeah. anywhere else in the uk can you guys name any <laughs> i feel like Asaki, UK? Asaki looks yes, very guilty of this. <laughs> all right so all you right, watch soccer London. don't you we have huh do you watch soccer uh, what's soccer? Watch football. football. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, the, j- just just of the fact that I watch football, you know, so, some yeah. of the names. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's not really fair. <laughs> Wait, what? Is, who do you support, Lynn? I heard that you support. Who do you support? Do you watch football? I've never, I've never spoken to football about no, he's to these to, girls ever. He's talked really? to, he's talked to Satoko about it. Remember last? Oh time? yeah, Satoko, yeah, Satoko, Before yeah. with Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, wait. Do who do you support? Because you're me. you're from London. Yeah. Do you watch football? Yeah, I'm you... from London. I don't watch football, but there's like a Premier League, which is just like all of like UK kind of yeah um, teams yeah. and. One of my brothers is like a diehard Liverpool fan, and he says if anyone um, anyone ever asked me what team I support, I'm supposed to say Liverpool, and he says that <laughs> he would definitely disown me otherwise. So I don't want to really? get disowned as a sister. True. So it's Liverpool. <laughs> That's interesting. I was talking about the similarities and differences, even as like 
a British born Vietnamese, I, I still find very a lot of differences in that sense because it's still a culture clash for me as well. Like going in that country and actually before like COVID happened, they wore masks and I was like, that's just weird. Like I don't get it kind of thing. And it's mm-hmm. actually more to do with like hygiene, pollution and just dust yeah. on the roads and stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess now I'm kind of used to it now. But yeah, just growing up is very, very different. And actually with food, Vietnamese people don't have like a sense of breakfast, lunch and dinner foods. They just eat anything at any time. So you can have like, you can have pho for breakfast and it's fine. You can have like a baguette for dinner and that's like suitable kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you was mentioning food actually, when I went to America, I found the portions too big, Jeez, like yeah. extortionate. And I think all I wanted, all I wanted to buy was milk. And like in the UK, we have like 500 milliliters, which is a tiny little 500 milliliters. I think like one liter and then two liters. And I think that's the biggest it goes. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to have was milk. And I had to buy like a gallon, like, like this. And I only used it once. It didn't have to waste it. All. Yeah. Um, but that was a quite common thing. So I had a chat with someone um, who was American, like when they were in the UK and they were just like, yeah, because he lived in the UK for a while. So when he went back to America, he was like, where's the small milk? Why do we not have small milk? It makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's one thing as well. Um, just the similarities, differences, I think on that side. I think we've come to our last topic, our last question, mm-hmm. which is, I think mainly for Dan, but... I mean, all of you can also chip in, but we've had three or more. We've had a couple podcasts out now um, by the time this goes out. But, and I'm sure you've listened to some of them, but what are some things that you can relate to? Because I think a lot of it is, you know, we talk about being Asian and being in the Western world and society Mm. and kind of our perspectives on it. But are there anything that you can relate to as a listener and as a non-Asian as well. And if you, mm-hmm. and if there are, then we, I would love, we would love to know. Mm. Well, first of all, I'd, I'd like to say that I've watched all of them. I've listened to all of them. I look Woo! at all the posts. <laughs> I study <laughs> them. <laughs> I make notes of them. I have a whole journal of Asian <laughs> notes. And uh, what's it called? So in terms of similarities, I feel like especially with y'all, you know, Lynn being in the UK, uh, mm-hmm. Satoko growing up in Holland, Netherlands, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, Saki, you know, growing up here with me in New Jersey, I feel like one common thing is just that the there's a whole first generation experience, right? Yeah. And I, f- I think there's just a lot of similarities with that in terms of trying to find who you are and how do you fit in to this, you know, for Minasaki in the United States, you know, with people that, you know, there might be a couple of people that look like you in your classes, right? But more or less trying to just figure out who you are, right? And then trying to fit in, trying to fit in uh, what's it called, what, what it means to be Honduran for me, right? Like, what does that all mean? Right. And then also, how does that fit in with the United States? Yeah, how, how, am I American? I feel like I was confused a lot growing up because there was a lot of there, there was just a lot of negative connotations with, you know, immigration and 
you know, being like speaking, excuse me, all right, let's cut that out. Uh, <laughs> be, speaking Spanish, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like growing up, I was actually, I remember growing up, I would sing the Pledge of Allegiance and I'd be the loudest one. Say, uh, what's it called? Saying the Pledge of Allegiance of uh, for the United States uh, every single morning. But then once I started learning more about the history of the United States, and you know, the the United States has a history of like of loving to butt into different countries and you know, but you know, butting into their affairs uh, with Honduras. Actually, the United States has uh, what's it called in in Honduras? The United States with the you know banana plantation plantations and all that um what's it called that's that's really lovely to hear from like our perspective because you know we're trying to also make it as relatable to others as well yeah. as not just for you know and i think what you touched upon with like singing the pledge of allegiance like i think that's i mean a very american thing to do but you know yeah. in the beginning when you're in the your other country you try so hard to fit in and then mm. when you as you get older you realize that there are so many things that kind of go against maybe your culture or maybe the history of your mm. own like heritage and you start to think twice about it and then and then everything gets really complicated which is how this whole podcast and project started so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think yeah that's a very good last words but does anyone else have any last words before maybe we wrap it up because I, th- I think it's getting quite late for Lynn it's fine I'm used to it it's Sunday <laughs> um what I was gonna say so obviously uh, at the time of this recording we've only had two episodes out mm-hmm. we've got the dating episode and also the names, names yeah. episode mm-hmm. Mm. Um, is there anything that you found was like quite re- super relatable or funny or something that you would comment on? Obviously, dating is a little bit more personal for you because you're yeah. obviously dating yourself. Yeah. Well, I actually I, I thought originally when we we're gonna do this whole you know me being in this yes. as a guest, I thought it was dating part two. I thought we were going to talk about <laughs> our relationship with Asaki, right? Uh, so I found that super relatable. She was just talking about me a lot of the time. <laughs> um, what's it called? I guess with the names. Hmm. I guess there's a similarity with the names where, for example, my, my name's Daniel. It's very generic, right? But when, I, what's it called? when I'm meeting somebody, you know, uh, that's, that's not or just a white person or non minority person, mm-hmm. I'm just meeting them and I'm saying, Oh, hi, my name's Daniel. And then they'll give, they'll give it an accent. Right? They'll be like, Oh, De- can you say it again? Dan, Daniel, Dan. And, and they try to give it an <laughs> accent. Like, Daniel, you probably have an That's uncle, named Daniel, you know, and they try to like give it. Yeah. Um, so I found that pretty, uh, pretty, uh, I found that similarity in mm-hmm. terms of what's it called your interactions with, you know, in, in your Western country or whatnot. Yeah. People just assuming that you have a weird name or weird sounding name or, <laughs> you know, just assuming that you have an exotic name, right? Exotic. Um, what's it called? It's just Daniel. It's in, you know, there, there's nothing weird about this name. Um, but they, they'll do, they will give it a little, you know, little, a little spice, mm, little spice, little spice <laughs> to the name. Ooh, Daniel. You know, or my last name also Palomeke. It doesn't matter. They'll always be like Pal Palahu, 
and and you know it's a back and forth. It's like Paulo Paulo Macha, Okay, sure. And and how do you, you pronounce the K? Like yeah, yeah. K. There, there's no K in there, but <laughs> but yeah, just a lot of um, you know, just the fact that I'm you know I'm brown skinned. You know, they just assume that I have a non traditional name. I guess I don't know, but there there was that similarity with the whole name thing. Right. Mm. But I mean, uh, I'd say that a lot of what's it called Hispanic, you know, names, a lot of Latin American names are also just pretty generic. Right. They they even if they have like a Spanish uh, tang to it. Right. Be- because they, you, there's always a, what's it called a correlation to an English Asia, name. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Antonio is just Anthony. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But but you do change um, how you introduce yourself depending on who you're talking to. That is you true. You say Daniel. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Like when you talk to your family or when you introduce. Yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you switch back and forth depending on who you're introducing yourself that to. That is true. I feel like when I introduce myself or when I have, uh, what's it called, friends that I speak primarily English with, I'll call, they'll call me Dan, 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 Dan. And then when I talk mm-hmm. to, you know, Spanish speaking friends, they'll call me Danny. Dani, Dani, ay, Dani, tan lindo, ay, yeah. se bebe, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that that, that is true. All right, so that would be cool. But I, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. like, thank you so much for your input today as well. Um, I think it's super important as well to have, you know, a non-Asian, like, voice as well, because if it, it, it would just be so kind of, what's the word? It just be really one-sided i think if it's just always Mm -hmm. us so you know we're starting to kind of include guests and we are very pleased to say that you are our first guest um and yeah i feel special yeah thank you so much (laughs) it was a really good talk i i learned a lot about like you know latin american cultures as well Mm. and you know Mm. also about your perceptions on asia and i think it was really educational Yeah, I think that's what the purpose of this thing is, right? It's just like bringing in all of the types of narratives, like not mm-hmm. just Asian narrative as well. So, oh, it's like perspective um, of Asia, not just yeah, our exactly. perspective as mm-hmm. Asians. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I will like what's it called? I feel like the whole reason we even did this geography thing is because I love learning about different countries and their cultures. Mm-hmm. I will. It'd be super interesting seeing what you know uh, people from other Asian countries and what their perspective are of the yeah. West, you know, mm-hmm. maybe somebody from Southeast Asia or someone from the Middle East or, mm-hmm. so I don't know, I'm excited, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, you know, I'm excited for the upcoming podcast. I'm very excited to be a part of Dating Part 2. Uh, coming <laughs> did you have your notes ready then? Your I did, I thought that's what we were doing originally, dating. so that's what I was uh, brainstorming for. <laughs> I thought I was so food, funny. so there's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, you know, um, for those who have listened to this whole podcast, it would also encourage you to kind of open up your world map a little bit. You don't have to, but I think sometimes it's, I mean, I do it too sometimes on Google Maps and it's just kind of nice to see like not only for holiday making, but just in general to see like where you are in the world, Mm -hmm. um, what part of, you know, what continent, what community you you are in, you're part of. Um, So yeah, hopefully that's, it was, it was partially educational, you know, 70% funny, 30% educational. <laughs> um, I was going to become a history professor, 
right? And you can make a, a good, good puck on there. But what's it called? No, um, it's it's funny because with Honduras, there there's no history on it. You know, like uh, I've I've been craving histories. I've been wanting to find like ancestral roots, right? On the you know what's it called the the Mayan empire, like the Mayan what's it called uh, mm. empire. Right, because it, it mm-hmm. stretched into Honduras. I don't know what exactly I am, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that I always envy yeah. of, like Asaki, because like, oh, Asaki is Japanese. You like this is your like the country yeah. where your parents are from and like your origins, and you can mm-hmm. study. You know, the history is so rich. And with Honduras, it's like the Spanish came. There was Mayans. You know, a lot of you know rape, a lot of murders, and mm-hmm. here I am. I don't know what exactly I am, which is something I've always been interested in, like the DNA testing, because I want to know like where exactly I did my one. origins are. Oh, you did? I did one. Yeah, I did, talk, did I talk to the girls? Did I talk? Yeah, you talked. Yeah, you talked. To yeah. So basically, um, it kind of stemmed from like when I was traveling around, especially in Asia, and uh-huh. they would like I would say I'm Vietnamese, and be like, No, you're not. I'm like, What do you mean I'm not Vietnamese? And like most of the time, it'll be Vietnamese people telling me I don't look Vietnamese, and I just got really confused. Like, who am I? I have this yeah, <laughs> yeah, legit. Yeah. I looked in the mirror that day, and I was like, Vietnamese people don't even know who I am. I was like, white people don't even know who I am. Who am I? Um. So like sometimes I'd get like people would say that like, I look half Caucasian. I was like, I look Asian as hell. I don't know what you're talking about. Um. So like, let me do a DNA test. Yeah, yeah. And I did one. It's disgusting, by the way. You literally feel like a tube of like like spit like yeah um i got more results and it was really annoying because my assumption was like maybe i have like some french in me because of like the french colony <laughs> that's maybe why people think i look <laughs> caucasian and then it came out as 98 percent vietnamese and two percent chinese <laughs> i was like i just paid this much money for someone to tell me what i already know <laughs> but it's always worth it though because you just find out like a lot of breakdown of like yeah, what you could yeah. possibly yeah it's interesting. I'll definitely it's, do one. It's fun. It's it's yeah, fun. It's yeah. I, I've I've uh, I've also heard that it's not like completely accurate. Yeah. It's mm. a call, but like it, it is. It's more of a fun thing to do rather than like a super education. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Uh, and um, it's accurate enough, right? They haven't yeah, got it completely yeah. wrong, right? Yeah, so. Accurate enough where like if it says that um fifty percent Italian, I'm gonna start learning Italian and I'm gonna go to Italy. And I'm like, <laughs> You're claiming it. I'm Italian now. I'm Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't. It's it'd be interesting. I want to do one now. Uh, even more so than before, just because I don't know. When I was in high school, people thought I was like, uh, from the Middle East. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, are you from <laughs> India?" Or and I was like, "What?" My grandma still thinks. <laughs> yeah, her grandma thinks I'm Indian. How many times? I don't even know how many times I've oh. heard that. I'm like, where is he from? India? I'm like, oh my God, come on. I went to, um, when I was in Vietnam, I was with my boyfriend and, uh, well, ex-boyfriend, and he was black, right? And I was uh-huh. speaking to this woman when we was buying, like, a baguette, and, like, she realized that I spoke Vietnamese, so I spoke to her in Vietnamese. She was like, oh, where's your friend from? And I was like, oh, he's from London as well. I was like, no, he look, is he from India? I was like, huh? <laughs> I was so confused. Because like they're probably they're probably not exposed to yeah. like multicultural type of like people or areas, and yeah. I'm, I can only assume they thought dark skin and thought India, which is like the next, <laughs> the next brown like dark skin country. I was like, that is insane. I cannot think. Yeah, he looks Indian. I thought it was so funny. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So where no, but where where is he really from? Right? No, it's like, I know he's not. I know oh, London, God. but where is he really from? Um, but yeah, so I guess we can wrap it up here. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Thank right. you all so much for listening, and good. Have a good rest of the day, but good night to Lynn and good evening to Saki and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Time zones. Americans, Struggling Americans, my fellow Americans. I, w- I do want to say one last message to my fellow Americans. <laughs> we have to get it together. We have to get it together. We have to learn different countries. We're not the center of the world. Please. Just like, don't embarrass us. I don't embarrass you. I Just open a map. Please. Thanks for tuning in to this month's episode. If you want to connect with us, find us at our Instagram, at Asian Narrative Project. You can also email us. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments. The next episode will be out next month. So in the meantime, why not check out our previous episodes and make sure to share it with friends. Bye.